Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. How are we doing? It's good to be back. We made it. We didn't die in the Amazon from all the snakes. Actually, uh, we, we did two things, like with a little bit of our free time, which we didn't have a lot of. We went to go look for Cayman crocodiles, uh, which is, uh, we were, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and we were on this really tiny boat, and uh, everyone on the boat said that if they saw a Cayman, they were going to throw me in um, so that the boat could leave, so they could make it out, but... We didn't see any, so I'm still here, um, which is good. And then we went. We tried to go fishing because you can go like fishing for piranha, which why you would want to catch a piranha is I don't know. But uh, the w- apparently the water levels were too high, so we didn't see any came in other than some eyes, and then uh, we didn't catch any fish. So, uh, but we did have an incredible trip to Brazil. Uh, that was not why we went. We went uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, Mission City. We have a we have a desire to see the name of Jesus go not just in Kansas City but to uh, the nations. And for us, if we are going to have a global presence, uh, I think for, as a smaller church, uh, I would and even starting out is I would like to set the tone very early that we care about the nations, meaning that we try to find uh, global partners. Uh, and so. I don't think, I, you know, other churches have different things. They have like a shotgun approach where they just try to hit and help a little bit here, a little bit there, whatever. I, I, I kind of hope that we find a few partners and we really invest there. So Brazil, I like to have some in this hemisphere and then the other hemispheres as well. Brazil is uh, one on this hemisphere. The unique part for where we went uh, was we went to a city called Manaus, which is in the Amazon. And uh, y- the further you get away from Manaus, the further uh, you can find uh, potentially unreached people or people that don't have um, churches or pastors there sharing the gospel. So uh, I'll tell a little bit more of our story. I'll show some pictures. That, that's where Manaus is in, in Brazil, if you don't know where it is. But it's basically in the Amazonas region, and we were on the Amazon River as well. Uh, so, But we have a desire to do that. And so our, our goal f- with this trip was to uh, find... Uh, a partner we that we ha- I have uh, friends and a ministry uh, like ministry friends who are a part of an organization there, but we wanted to partner with them and find someone a national a Brazilian national, uh, potentially a, p- a pastor who had the heart to disciple and church plant uh, and evangelize those that aren't being reached yet. And so to do that, we had to go a really, really long way away. So we took, uh, for whatever reason, it probably would take you about eight to 10 hours by just straight plane ride from here to Kansas City. We went from here to Houston to Panama City, Panama, worst airport in the history of the world, Panama City, Panama. Uh, Great canal, though, is that what I hear? Uh, Just not... Not a not the best airport if you're looking for dinner uh, at ten o'clock at night, um, but uh, and then we went we flew from there into Manaus uh, and then we slept about an hour and then we got on a boat and we went uh, all day we got on the boat about eight we went all day and arrived at a village uh, called Itapidanga which I'm saying incorrectly but you don't know the difference uh, and so that's where we met this uh, pastor named Wanderson and his wife, Juliama, 
And uh, they have this heart for this village that for them by a tiny boat uh, was about three hours away to a, a village called Jaratequara, which I also am saying incorrectly, but again, you don't know, uh, other than I'm telling you. And, uh, and so we, we, th- we got on a big boat. It, it took us another five or six hours the next morning uh, to get all the way to Jaratequara, which was, it's a small village. There's, there's a small community that has a school. They had church buildings because uh, what happens is uh, Americans or, or Westerners will come in. They'll build a building. They'll put a lock on it. And they'll, they'll do a hold of service. They'll baptize a few people, and they put a lock on the church, and they leave, and they come back once every few years. And, uh, and so, which is a really interesting thing. And so, and, and at one point they had a missionary either living with them or close by that was kind of near them. But f- what we found is there are 40 families in this village. Uh, most of them were not believers. Uh, and in Brazil, you, you, a lot of them will identify as Catholic because there's a strong Catholic influence as well. Uh, but even in this village, we asked like, hey, we asked the teenagers, how many of you are Catholic? How many of you are Christian? How many of you are this? Only a, hand, a few handfuls were Catholic. Uh, most were just nothing uh, or like kind of more of the, I guess, animalistic or uh, like a naturalistic, I should say. Uh, and so what we did find out, there were two Christian families uh, there that were hungry to be discipled. Like they didn't know about that they should be sharing their faith and they didn't know really much about following Jesus. Uh, and so in the village, we did a service uh, and we also played a lot of soccer, played with the kids. It was a ton of fun. Uh, but at the end, end of the trip, we had uh, we had a service where a couple people came to faith, which was really awesome and exciting. A couple people were set free just from Uh, maybe addiction or some other things uh, as well. And then we left there uh, with the the hope that uh, Wanderson and his wife and their church and their team would take regular trips back to the city uh, and and basically like take, you know, every maybe once a month or once every other month to take trips back to this city to disciple the believers that are, that are already there, two out of 40 families, uh, and then to, to, to evangelize and share the gospel. Um, and then to um, uh, and then to eventually raise up a leader to start a church there that wouldn't just be a church building that has a lock on the door, but it would be a church building that they actually had pastors there. So it was for my for my understandings, it was, it was a super successful trip for us. Uh, I just want to say thank you because I got to I was I was able to leave for two Sundays and our team is so incredible. I just want to say our team is just amazing for uh, you know Jake and, and, and the whole team and Evan and, and Melissa and all of you guys Katie you guys do an, an incredible job um, if I'm forgetting someone I apologize Sarah you guys do an amazing job uh, and also all of their volunteers on their team because it's we're a year and a half old and I was able to leave for two Sundays and you guys are still here we didn't burn the church down which is awesome so uh, but I do want a sh- couple pictures though so this is Manaus and I'll get into the message as well but but by the way so this is Manaus uh, it is on the Amazon River. The Amazon is huge, by the way. You, you guys, the Mississippi's big, yes? This is bigger. It's ginormous, all right? It's really cool. So we are on the, the main Amazon River. You can go to the next picture, Soren. Uh, so this, I apologize for lighting, but this is the city of Jacadequata. And it is, um, again, it's just literally at the end of this really long, you're on, you're on this long channel of the river, and there's just nothing for an hour. And then eventually you come to almost like where you have to turn, and there it is. It's just been sitting there as well. Here's the next picture. This is the team that kind of went. So in intermix of that, you s- you'll see some Mission City faces. Uh, you'll see some of our uh, – you, you might have seen some of the two missionaries that just left last year, Nate and Roxana Miller. And then there's some Brazilian translators, and then there also is um, – 
the team from the other city, Itapidanga, who is there as well. The next picture is, uh, this is me in the center, naturally. Uh, to the right in the Mission City shirt is Nate, who is the missionary contact that we know. And then on the left is, uh, on your right, sorry, uh, is a guy named Wanderson. Uh, who is the pastor who we potentially could partner with as well. So for you, just to give you updates, we, wh what I hope to do is that we would resource them, send a little bit of money for them to, to pay for these trips that they would, they we would go. Not sure how much it's going to cost yet, but we're going to have that conversation. And then in the future, potentially uh, taking teams, not every year, but every, because it costs a lot of money to get down there. And it also, it, how I feel and how Josh and Ryan probably still feel, uh, it, we still are kind of way, it still hurts, like just tiredness, if you will. Um, but uh, maybe every few years, maybe take trips and teams to go encourage them to go see the, 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 the village that we're kind of doing ministry with. And then uh, also just to see if uh, what, what they're saying they're doing, if they're actually doing it as well. So, and then potentially keep doing this o all throughout the Amazon. So that's, that's that was it. It was an, it was an incredible trip. Uh, the Amazon is amazing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, it's super adventurous. It's a ton of fun, but it's, uh, it was long and I'm glad to be home as well. So uh, it's funny that we're t we, we just took our first uh, mission trip uh, as, a, as a church because uh, we're actually talking about the first missionary journey uh, in the book of Acts. So we're still in the book of Acts, Acts 13 and 14, that's where we're going to be today. Um, I will, I'm going to give you a high-level view of the journey uh, that, that Paul and Barnabas go on in in this, so when I say high level view, I'm I'm talking extremely high level view. So I'll, I'll I'll talk about the places they go to quite quickly, just so that we're not here all day. Uh, but also, um, if if you're interested in this, I would really encourage you to go back and read Acts 13 and 14. It's an incredible story of how they get this call to go, and then they're obedient to going. And uh, and I've been praying about this. Uh, I've been praying about this this, this message this week. And and really, um, it, this is the question I want you to walk away with. This is the idea that I want you to think about uh, as you're leaving. And so if you if we rush through all this information, and you're like, cool, I now know about Paul's first missionary journey. I now understand the map in the back of my Bible. Praise God, right? Amen. We finally got it, right? Other than when I was a kid. Who, who loved the maps when you were a kid in the back of your Bible? Because it was like the only color page in your stinking Bible, right? Anyway, I don't have time to talk about this. But, um, but now you'll finally get that. But here's the question is, is, is where will you go? That's the question I want to ask. I want you to ask yourself is where will you go? Where will you go? And, and, and I think sometimes as believers, like, you know, we hear these stories, and Paul, he's, he's like a vagabond. He's able to travel from city to city, and he's a tent maker, so he can just make tents when he's in this new city. And we don't have, in some ways, the luxury to go from city to city, or maybe the freedom because of our responsibilities here. But where, where will you go? Maybe it's not to different cities, but maybe it's just in your everyday life. Like, what story is God writing for you, and how does God want to use you? And uh, and I, I just don't want to miss that. I think you know you know I I I think back to the Sermon on the Mount, and I think back to Jesus teaching these people, and he looks at them and he calls them, "You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world." And I believe that he would say that to you as well, is that he would say that, "Hey, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world." He wants to use you. Let God use you 
and, and to go to the places that he's calling you to. And maybe today you'll get a call to, to move somewhere extravagant and be, to be a missionary. I don't know. Maybe that's what God wants to do today. But maybe it just might be about going across the street to your neighbor. Maybe it's just about you change some routines in your life. But where will you go? What does God want to do? If God would write a missionary journey for you, your first missionary journey, right? Angela's first missionary journey. Tommy's first missionary journey. What would it look like? And it might not be leaving the country. It might just be somewhere in this city. What, what, would, what would he call you to do? Uh, so Jake talked about this a little bit, but you do get a template a little bit for how to pray about uh, going. And so Acts 13, 2 and 3, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and they sent them off. So they're praying, uh, they were worshiping, the Holy Spirit speaks, here take Saul and Barnabas, they pray and fast some more, and then they're gone. They're, they're off, they're on their way. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't appear like they were sp- uh, seeking anything specific, but they just get this specific word. Sometimes when we're praying, God might put something on your heart. Like sometimes we're just praying. Maybe we're just having our daily quiet time, and we just get this impression on our hearts to do something. And, and it just seems uh, like, like it seems like a good thing, and it seems like it's outside of us. I, sometimes God does that. That's how he speaks sometimes to us. But, but here's a formula that, w- that we get from this. They, they were seeking God. They heard. They confirmed it by fasting and praying, and then they went. And so it's not just they heard and then they went. It's no, they were in a spirit of seeking God. They were just worshiping him. They heard something. They confirmed it by praying and fasting just to make sure it was right, and then they went. And that's a good model for you too. So one, you know where the first step of this is seeking God. Is if you if you're going to ask the question of where you're going, and 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 maybe not even you, maybe you don't even have to go into to, to your time with God asking that question when you're seeking Him. Although I think He wants to tell you and share that with you, but maybe it's just that you're just being with Him, that you're spending time with Him, and that in those moments God will speak to you. When we when we were, got the call to plant Mission City, I was not praying about planting a church. I had I didn't want I, it was not even on my radar. I was actually praying for a a, a student summer camp. I had a team in Waldo. We were at Second Best Coffee, and I sent them out to go pray. Ryan was there, and, and Jake was there, and I sent them out to go pray for this camp. And I said, you know, come back 25 minutes, and I'm praying about summer camp, and God wants to talk about church planning. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. But, you know, it, it came about, and, and we continued to pray and fast about it. And eventually, maybe a little bit too long, not as fast as Paul and Barnabas, uh, we went just, th- you know, three years later, not a day later, right? So, but this is what this is what they do. And and, and again, we we've talked about this. We we're in Acts. Like if you haven't heard this idea that we're called to go, that believers are called to go, we're to share the the good news of Jesus, then you either haven't been here the last two months uh, or we're not communicating it well enough. You have this calling to go. There's there is this calling to go. And so Paul and Barnabas, they, they travel, it's about, they travel probably in the mid-40s, somewhere between 44 and 46 AD. There's a map that is also in your Bible that should pop up that will show you. It shows you kind of the way out in blue and the way back in in red. And so, but they go to five cities, I believe. They go from Antioch to Cyprus. They go from Cyprus to another Antioch of uh, Pisidia. They go from to, from there to Iconium to Lystra to Derby and back, and 
and and and really, uh, we 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 come from a church called Grace Church. We were sent out from Grace Church. They call themselves an Antiochian church because in Antioch they cho- they sought God and they were sent out because of the obe- they were obedient. And they sometimes they make a knock on the Jerusalem church, which is kind of funny. But Jerusalem church is uh, they they get sent out, but not because they're being obedient, but because they're persecuted. And it's like, like we, we don't want to God to bring persecution to us so that we'll be obedient to his call in our life. Who wants that, right? I mean, he, he might do that to you. He did that to the church in Jerusalem. What we'd rather do is seek God and go out and be the people that God has called us to uh, and, see, and, and go to wherever he is calling us to be. And so we want to we model, we, we want to be like our sending church who was like the Antiochian church. We want to send out, and that's why we went to Brazil. Like if I can partner with a church planner in Brazil and this guy, Wanderson and his wife, Juliama, who want to go and make disciples in these villages and want to plant churches all up the Amazon, like I want to, I, I, I want to help send the him. We at Mission City, like if we get to a point where we're able to plant churches or we get to a point where it, we feel like God wants to multiply us and split us so that we can go and, and, and make more churches. Like, we want to do that. We want to go wherever God is calling us to. So they go, uh, and they set sail for Cyprus, and they started somewhere familiar. This is where Barnabas is from. This is where he grew up. And they started preaching the gospel to the Jews, and they, they, they get some good stuff. So the Jews on the east side of the island uh, called Salamis, working their way across the west side of the island to Paphos. And, uh, and news makes it to the governor, Sergius Paulus. He's an intelligent man described in the scriptures. And uh, Paul and Barnabas get an invite to speak with them. So this, this is good, right? They're having success. Like people are coming, hearing the good news and coming to faith. But then what happens? They face opposition. And it's a sorcerer. And he's a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. You can't make this stuff up. It's in the Bible, right? So you're sharing the good news. And what, what do you do? Uh, you run across a sorcerer right? Like this isn't Dungeons and Dragons. This is like, this is real life here, right? And so, uh, and, and so what does Bar-Jesus want to do? He tries to corrupt the words of Paul and Barnabas so that they would not have influence in Sergius Paulus's mind. Uh, and, and so, and maybe you've experienced it in your own life. Like maybe, maybe, hopefully you haven't experienced that you've come across a sorcerer on your first missionary journey, but maybe you've experienced some opposition when you begin to be obedient, you begin to see fruit, and then you come across opposition. It happens. It, it, it'll happen here at Mission City in some capacity. We'll see God doing things, and then there'll be tension and conflict and things that can cause division or cause people to have disbelief. And so in this moment, they had an opportunity to either like let bar Jesus, this guy, do whatever he wanted to do, uh, or they could speak up and challenge him. And, and this, is, this is the reality. Is at some point, like you're, you as a follower of Jesus will have to speak up. At some point, you as a follower of Jesus will have to speak up. Acts 13.10, this is what they said to him, and this is amazing. I wouldn't tell you, this, w- this wouldn't be my opening thing I would say to somebody. He says, you son of the devil, an enemy of all righteousness, full of deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? Like they went right at him. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then, then what happens is uh, Paul, and, Paul tells Bar-Jesus that he's going to be blind, and he's blinded. And after that moment, the, the proconsul or um, 
uh, Sergius Paulus, the, 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 the leader, he believes when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. And so in that moment, let's say they just let this guy who has influence in this leader keep speaking, keep uh, d- being deceitful. What's going to happen? This guy's going to keep living in the lies that exist there. But instead, they spoke against this person get, through the power of the Holy Spirit. God blinds uh, Bar Jesus, and then now Sergius's palace's eyes are open. And I love that it says that they were astonished at the teaching of the Lord, because I think sometimes we could look at that and they say that miracle is what caused that leader to do it. And no, the it w- yeah, sure, the miracle probably shut up Bar Jesus, but what actually happened was the teaching of the Lord, the true goodness of, of the gospel, is what this this leader heard, and and. And, and, and then believed that as well. And so for us, I mean, we, we live in a culture that, I, and I don't, I don't know if it's going to get any easier for people who follow Jesus, where there will be, we'll be times where we have to speak up, where we have to communicate uh, the truth about who God is. And if we see people leading people astray, like we need to be willing and confident to, to speak up as well. Uh, so then they keep going. They go to uh, Antioch, which is not where they started, a new Antioch, a different one. And what do they do? They go to uh, the synagogue. And that's typically their, their, their MO, right? They're Jews. So they'll go to the synagogue. They'll teach the gospel. And what you'll see is some Jews will believe most of the, the rest of this w- along the way in their first missionary journey. Some Jews will believe. Uh, and then some will get mad. And then ge- a, a lot of Gentiles will believe, which is really cool. Those are non-Jews. Uh, and then they'll, they'll see opposition. And, and, and this is just true, okay? The gospel is divisive. The gospel is divisive. And there'll be people who believe, and there'll be people who don't believe. And our job, I think sometimes we can get, as uh, maybe my meme all says, we can get into a tizzy about things. Uh, and we can get into a tizzy about f- the fact that not everyone believes when we share the good news. And do I have a heart and a desire for everyone to believe? Absolutely. Like, do I hope everyone that's here that's listening to me, that you believe and that you know the true good news, that Christ has set you free from your sin and that he conquered evil on the cross and that he died and rose again and offers you to be a part of his new creation. He gives you life and you can experience forgiveness and and love and joy and hope. Like, I hope every person hears that, believes that, and follows Jesus because his way is better. Not easier, but better. And it's actually the way that we've been called to live. Do I desire that? Absolutely. I absolutely desire that. But the reality is, is that we'll be people who will not believe. There'll be people who even, you actually say it, their friends will believe, and then they'll actually raise up some opposition uh, against you as well. And, And we can either, like, engage in that type of argument or we can just continue to be faithful in sharing the good news and so but they would go speak in the synagogues and this is where people would hang out in the town square and uh and verses 16 through 25 paul gives uh he shows the jewish place in the gospel kind of tells a little bit of of the summary of the old testament very quick summary of the old testament and then paul spends 26 through 41 urging the jews to believe in jesus the messiah and in him forgiveness of sins for the whole world. And so what happens? Some believe, verse 43, and after the meeting of the, of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts 
uh, to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who, as they spoke with them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. And so what happens after that? So they, they get a little bit, and then a few people believe, and this is crazy. This is actually a little bit of the, the mantra. So some people won't believe, but also, like, you should try more than once. So what happens? The next Sabbath, the next Saturday, almost the entire city, the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. And so there will be people that don't believe, but there, it doesn't mean that we should stop trying. And it doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean that we should get into a tizzy. It just means that we should continue to be faithful. And maybe the encouragement to you is there's someone in here that you have stopped sharing with. And maybe today that God is reminding you that you need to keep trying. You need to go back the next week and keep trying to keep being faithful. So then they go from there. I apologize at the speed of this. It's a lot. They go to Iconium. Uh, and this, uh, again, kind of the same mantra happens. They go to the synagogue. They preach uh, to uh, the Jews. I'll, I'll read it. Verse 14, 1 through 2. It says, Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. Which is cool, right? They have success along the way. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. And so you see this cycle again. You see division. So they have some believe, and then some, they, they have division as well. And, and I, I just think, again, we're just called to continuously be faithfully sharing the message. They go to a city, they share the good news. Some believe, some don't. And then they just keep going along the way as well. And, um, and, and, and that's a, that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard, um, it's a hard thing to, uh, to do sometimes, I think. I think sometimes it's hard to share and, and, and to experience failure. Um, and just know that, like, m- when they're rejecting the good news, they're not necessarily rejecting you. They're rejecting this message of God, which does break my heart. Um, but again, you're continuously called to be faithful as well. So then they go from there to Lystra. And this story is crazy, kind of like the Bar Jesus story. So they show up, and a man who didn't have strength in his feet, uh, Paul, through the power of the Holy Spirit, heals him. And then the people uh, in Lystra, they thought that these people, that, that Paul and Barnabas were gods, which is crazy. You, everyone see, uh, probably not everyone, but as I told my wife, I'm much more nerdy than you, you, you realize when I got married. Uh, anyone see uh, C-3PO in The Return of the Jedi when they're hanging out with the Ewoks and uh, Luke makes him like float in the chair? Everyone kind of with me? Yeah. And what do they think about C-3PO? He's a god, right? They go crazy, right? This is what I imagine happened, except they're, they're not droids. Uh, Paul and Barnabas, they're hanging out. <laughs> so if you didn't see that, uh, just think like the little aliens from Toy Story, if this is, might hit you a little bit better. You guys know the little aliens from the Toy Story? And then what's the, whenever they see a claw-like substance, what do they, what do, they do? They point to it, and it's the claw. It's, it's just, <laughs> it is. Anyway. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they're like, that's, that's God, right? But they, they, they think Barnabas was, they, this is great. But, I mean, imagine those. Like a dude can't walk, and they, they, they heal him. Naturally, you're going to think, this dude's got something on him. I want to follow him. And so uh, Paul was, they thought Barnabas was Zeus and Paul was Hermes, which is kind of funny. And so what do you do to it when you see a God walking around in your day? You sacrifice something. 
So they start going to get stuff to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. And like, no, 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 that's not me, right? They, they, they actually stop the confusion. Uh, and, uh, but they, 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 anyway, so this is what happens though. So verse 19 and 20 says, but Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, uh, having persuading the crowds. So, so they're, they're on a high note, like they're doing really, really well, uh, maybe a little bit too well, one could say. Uh, and then th- they go to a loan out because the, the, they persuaded the crowds to, to stone them. And so now Paul is stoned and he's dragged out of the city supposing he was dead. So it wasn't like they were throwing stones and they, he got to run away. It's like, no, they hit him pretty dang good and they're dragging out of the city because he's done. And so it went from, you know, you're the, you, we think you're a God, let's worship you to, no, let's strip stuff. And again, they're, they're dealing with this incredible opposition. And this is, this is fascinating to me. So when the disciples gathered about him, so the disciples circle around Paul, I can imagine this, almost either protect him or to, you know, maybe to, to like take care of the body. He rose up, so he's not dead, Paul, and he entered the city. And, and that's a very subtle line, and you don't get anything else. And then on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derby. It's just fascinating to me because Paul is just, you know, Paul is, uh, he's stoned. He's to the, almost to the point of death. They think he's dead. And he doesn't just go and, like, leave for whatever reason, he goes back into the city. And we don't have, there's nothing written there. So it, it, it could have been he just went to like go get medicine. Uh, it could have been that he, he went and to get his stuff to leave. I don't know. But there's a part of me that's like just this willingness to like, I will literally to the death of me will go and carry this gospel forward. And maybe he needed to have one more conversation. Maybe he needed to, 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 to share one more thing with one more person so that they would encounter Jesus. And so what links are you willing to go for people to experience the love of Christ? You know, Jesus was willing to go to a cross for you. What, willing, what, what are you willing to, to go for people to experience the love of Jesus? What story, uh, where will you go? Where will you go? Where is God calling you to go? And, and again, God might not be calling you to do something drastic today. Like what story, like, well, like what, what, what <coughs> where will you go? Like what is God stirring in you for this next season of life? And it might be moving. It might be a change of job. It might be uh, if, if, you, if you have a family to lead your family well. It might be, um, it might be to, to, to like to, 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 to live more simply. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but I'm just a little overwhelmed at the fact that Paul just had this heart to keep going, and so he can continued on the way as well. So they leave Lystra, and they go to Derby, they make disciples, and then they return to all the stops along the way, which I think is so huge that it's why you don't just go to a trip to Brazil and you never see them again. It's just, no, we're going to go, and then we're going to check in, and we're going to make sure that you're good, and we're going to see what you need, see how we can support you as well. And so I'm going to invite the band to come back up, but as you, as you, as you think today, and I know that was just a, like maybe a fire hydrant of information, but essentially Paul just and Barnabas, they go from town to town, they share the good news, they have some success. Almost every city that they're in, they face some opposition as well. And, and we share in their calling that Jesus has for his followers. Like that you share in the calling that Paul and Barnabas has. And so I believe that God is calling you somewhere. Where will you go? Where will you go? And it could be, again, it doesn't have to be I'm moving 
cities. It could be to my neighborhood. It could be to my workplace. It could be to this, wh- wherever. But like, I believe that God has a first missionary journey for you and that he wants to use you. And I think uh, for if the church is going to, to make have headway in the next 30 to 50 years, let's just say in most of our lifetimes, like believers are going to have to take seriously the fact that Jesus has called them to go. And to, 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 to not just to live like him, but to go and to really take on that we have this, we've been called to be the light of the world. We've been called with this story to share it to other people. And if we don't, we'll see, like we have seen for the last, at least my lifetime, there, the church has been declining in the, in the West. It's been growing in other places of the world, but it's been declining in the West. It's been declining in the U.S. specifically as well. And I just care, and I, I think you do too, I just care about too many people. I care about my family. I care about my neighbors. Even though I don't know them that well, I still care about them. I care about my coworkers. I care, I care about the people that I drink coffee with at the same coffee shop on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You know, I care about the people at my gym. I, I care about this city. I care about this world. And God has called you. And he wants to use you. Um, I don't know how spiritually mature this is, but as I was thinking about this today, I, you guys know the doctor, I don't even know if you're allowed to talk about Dr. Seuss anymore because he's been canceled, but I'm sorry, I am. Um, do you guys know You guys know the Dr. Seuss book, the place, Oh, The Places You'll Go? Is anyone? You can raise your hand. I can't see him, but you can raise him at school. I was just thinking about this. It's like, to me, that book is somewhat inspiring. Um, not that it gets everything right and, and priorities right, cause, but it does talk about success and failures really would, uh, you really will. But I, I, I have this. There should be a slide. I put it up here. Yeah, this quote. I think this is good. You're off to great places. Today's your day. The, your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. And, you know, you can make that a little bit you-centric if we don't focus it. So if we, you know, we can, we can Jesusize it or Christianize it if we want to. But, you know, what? like God wants to take you to great places. He wants to use you in great places. He wants to use you in lowly places too. But today's the day. There's, what are you waiting for? If you don't think you're ready, you are. God will be with you. Your mountain is waiting, where, and your mountain is wherever God wants to call you to be. So get on your way. Let God use you. Where will you go? I just think of the places you're going. Think about all the places that God wants to send you, all the places that God wants to use you. And hopefully this encourages you, like God wants to use you. God has a story written for you and has places in the same way, like on the map where they went to five different cities, that God wants to take your life, your family, and he wants to use you to reach people who are far from him so they will experience life and not death. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.